Hello and welcome to the Second Tier Betting, your specialist podcast for punting. On the Championship, you've got yourself a Championship expert in me, Ryan Dilks, and of course, your pro tipster, it's only Jimmy the Punt. Jimmy, how's it going? Good afternoon, yeah. All good, thank you. How are you? Oh, spectacular, good sir. Spectacular. Ladies and gentlemen, on this show, because there are no championship games coming up this weekend, we're going to have a look at the outright market. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be looking at promotion, relegation, top six, top goal scorer, you name it. We have picked out the best bets from the outright markets to see if you can get some value for the remainder of the season. As always, please gamble responsibly and when the fun stops, stop. Jimmy, I was going to ask you about the advantages of betting on the outright markets now, because at the start of the season, you get some bloody good prices, don't you? For example, mm. you know, West Brom and Fulham were around six to one to win the league at the start of the season. If you had that kind of price now, you'd be ripping off the bookies' hands, considering they both started fairly well. Um, but now we have got a bit of an idea about how teams are going to do, don't we? While at the mm. same time, the value is still there, just not as big a price as you would have got at the start of the season. Whereas later in the season, the value would completely disappear altogether as the bookies have a good idea of where those teams are going to finish. So why are you, based off what I've just been saying, where I've just kind of explained it anyway, what are the advantages of betting on the outright markets at this point of the season? Not exactly what you said, but the main thing for me is the table does not lie, that's just not true at all. It's just, um, it's not a reflection on, on teams' performances, the underlying data. So there's certainly prices that can be attacked um, aggressively as uh, there's been an overreaction or an underreaction to what's gone on so far. Uh, because, by the way, we're, we're only a, what is it, a quarter of the way into the season. There's, it's a long old season. Yeah. There's the worst of it yet to come. So, um, yeah, plenty of twists and turns left to unfold. And, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, like we just said, there's, there's been some overreactions to certain certain things so far. Yeah, I'd agree with that. There are some teams in particular who I looked at and the bookies don't seem to fancy at all who I'd say, there's still a long way to go in the season yet, lads. Don't don't get too carried away. And there are there, well, there's one team in particular who I feel are very overpriced in many a market, but we'll get onto that a bit later on, Jimmy. We'll start off with our naps, shall we? What is the best bet that you could find in the outright markets, Jimmy, for the remainder of the championship season? Yeah, um, I'm wincing a bit as I say it again, like like I did it on the first podcast. I've tried to leave my biases um, at the door, as, as uh, people say, um, and I'm doubling down on um, Sheffield United promotion. Um, I did take this at the start of the season at a much shorter price, around three to one. Uh, and obviously, given the start they've made, there's been a bad, bad drift. So uh, it'd be easy to, for me to cut my losses. Uh, instead, I'm doing the opposite and doubling down. You can get them at 32 with Betvictor for promotion. Uh, and the general consensus was across across most punditry was um, in relation to the manager Chikanovic. Um, he would start slow, so there's been nothing surprising so far. In fact, I heard on Five Live, I think it was George Ellick on Five Live, he said about Djukanovic, he said at Watford, he only had two wins from his first eight games, uh, and then he went on to win uh, 13 of his last 18. And then at Fulham, uh, he only won two from his first 15. And then um, his last 19 games, he went unbeaten. Uh, that was in the Championship, winning 
15 of those. So he's a slow start. Sanjikanovic is, is something that is just synonymous. Um, and I, I have got a bit of stick for always including Sheffield United in some way, shape or form in every podcast. But I think just because it's because it is my club, I, can, I feel like I've got a little bit of an edge if I can if I can uh, leave the bias out. Uh, and I think it's a skill that I've sort of almost got the hang of. And something that I have been quite sensitive to is the shift in um, mentality at the start of the season. I remember an interview with the left back. Ender Stevens, and he was sort of saying the stuff that the manager was trying trying to get us to trying to get the players to do was quite shocking, and it was just a, um, a shock to the system and something that they, they didn't think was possible. And going into this international break, it's a polar opposite. There's a there's a great buzz around the club despite losing two games in a week. Um, ben Osborne is de- is delighted. He's looking forward to this uh, international break to really holding on what the manager wants to do. And you've got players like Bogle. Um, uh, really uh, looking to utilise this time to try and break into the first team. So there's a competitive, uh, positive atmosphere around Bramall Lane. Um, and I just think this is a prize that might um, just continue to get chipped away at, especially if United can turn those draws into wins and then losses into draws. Interesting. Very interesting indeed. My nap, my best bet is Fulham and West Brom dual forecast which pays two to one at Sky Bet. That essentially means that I think Fulham and West Brom are going to finish as the top two this season. That is kind of what I thought it would be at the start of the season. And based on what I've seen so far, that's not changing my mind. The one thing that would have stopped me from betting on this at the start of the season would have been Sheffield United, who I was expecting to not be far off Fulham and West Brom, but obviously considering their slow start to the season um, has kind of solidified my idea that Fulham and West Brom are going to be the top two. Both teams much well more resourced than the rest of the teams in the division. And I think that will only stand them in good stead in terms of depth, because when players get injured, they'll be able to replace them with quality players and more quality players and more quality players and more quality players, because they've got basically at least two teams who would finish probably in the top half of the division at their disposal, really. Um, both have had a couple of dodgy spells. Um, West Brom recently have drawn quite a few games and lost to Stoke at the weekend, whereas uh, Fulham have uh, been dropping quite a few points against teams that you'd expect them to beat. However, I feel like these are just, you know, bad patches, really, and they'll come out the other side. Smelling of roses, because they're both... At, all ends the pitch just fantastic and uh, both managers who are in charge of both teams are looking very good as well so the the only team who I would really be worried about is Bournemouth upsetting the apple cart here who are looking like a very good side indeed but I'd still fancy Fulham and West Brom just because I feel like they've got a bit more star power um, mm. in terms of the likes of Mitrovic and Mowat who had that cutting edge and a difference makers compared to some of the players that Bournemouth have got. So I, I, I think two to one for this fairly good price. I, I'm going to be, well, I've already jumped on it plenty of times this season in some of the uh, outright bets I've been doing. And uh, yeah, I don't think uh, that price will be lasting as the season goes on. I can say that for sure. Uh, Jimmy, let's go to your next best bet then. What is the next best bet you could find in the championship outrights? 
Well, it's it's just a really chunky price. I'm looking at the goal scoring, um, the race for the golden boot. It's Diaz and Mitrovic on ten, and then hot on the heels is Jokerez on nine. And looking at the start to the season, particularly Diaz is made uh, Ben Brereton Diaz. That is, um, I just think them two are running on hot, which is me to um, look for some chunkier goal scorer prices. Uh, my next best being Luis Graben at fifty to one. That's um, with Betfred. Now, um, yeah, it was a bit of a rocky start to the season for Graben and Forrest, but they have got rid of their manager, Hewton, uh, and um, in comes Steve Cooper, and they've made an immediate impact. They look a much better side. They've tweaked the formation, uh, switched to a five at back, sorry, uh, eight to extra, solidify that midfield, and they just uh, seem to be making more chances, playing with much more freedom. Now, Lewis Graben, he didn't start um, the second to last game at Oakle, but he came off the bench and made a huge impact. And then he got the captain's arm banged in their most recent fixture, both of which he scored. Um, his, his credentials at this level have been proven. He scores goals wherever he goes. And playing in, in a, a side with a bit more attacking freedom, he'll, if, you, if you continue to make chances for him, he'll continue to score. So I just think he's on four goals already. That puts him six goals off the pace. But... Um, given given he's got two in his last two with the slight uh, with the changing manager, it just sort of goes to show um, that uh, he could he's easily got he's easily still got goals in him at this level, and he, he could chase down the chase down the leading pack. The only caveat to this angle is Cooper at Swansea. He did get some stick because he, he was a bit he wasn't. Um, he wasn't the most attack-minded, so whether whether it's just been the new manager bounce or whether it'll last throughout the season remains unsure. But at fifty to one, I just think it's a it's a, it's a low risk, um, nice bit of fun. Yeah, it's an interesting bet and not one I particularly considered, but I can definitely see where you're coming from. I think Lewis Graben was one of those players who was really hindered by the Chris Hewton era, whether he wasn't a big fan of his tactics or uh, it was just a matter of confidence. I'm not too sure whether the style of play just didn't suit him. Um, it's interesting because since Hewton's gone, he is, as you say, really, really kicked on. And when you're talking about consistent goal scorers at championship level, there aren't many who score goals as regularly as Lewis Graben. So 50 to 1 is a brave shout, but... I, I do quite like it, Jimmy. Good shout. Uh, my next best bet is another top goal scorer shout. Mine's not as adventurous as yours, though. Mine is Ben Brereton Diaz at eleven to two at bet three six five. Now, I was a bit, I was toying a bit with uh, whether to go with this or not because my instinct is Alexander Mitrovic may very well run away with the golden boot this season, but at eleven to eight, I can't really bring myself to back him at that price. Brereton Diaz, though, does offer up an, an interesting alternative. As you quite rightly say, he's joint level on goals with Mitrovic at the moment. And when you look at the data, Brereton Diaz actually has a better expected goals per 90 minutes than Alexander Mitrovic and is actually the best in the division. Now, he has done this before. It is worth pointing out. Last season, he started off very well. Not as well as he did this season, but it did start off very well and then petered out as the season went on. However, I do think this is a different Ben Brereton Diaz. He is now full of confidence from his spell over in Chile and now being the South American sensation that he is, it just seems to have given him all this confidence. Blackburn were desperate to try and find someone to replace Adam Armstrong's goals and Brereton Diaz is clearly the man 
who is taking on that mantle and has done a marvellous job so far. And I suspect he will get 20-plus goals this season. In past mm-hmm. championship seasons, that is all you have really needed. If you get 20-plus, then you're at least going to place. So what I'd say is to anyone thinking about betting on this, if you do go each way and he does place in the top three with Bet365, then you will get your money back and a little bit more. So that that's what I'd say, just in case Alexander Mitrovic continues to be the goal-scoring fiends that he is. But I do think Brereton Diaz will give him a good run for his money this season. He seems like his most likely contender in... Well, I mean, that kind of goes without saying at the moment, considering their level on goals. But um, the data backs it up as well, as well that Brereton Diaz is getting in the right positions. He's scoring goals for fun at the moment. Long may it continue, I say. Long shot time, Jimmy. What is your long shot? I mean, you've already gone for a pretty long shot as your next best bet, yeah. but what's your long shot? Uh, that's, is it even bigger than the next best bet? It's it's a little bit bigger. It's Nick Powell um, at 66-1 with Bet Victor. I've gone back into the top goal scorers market uh, because, as I said, we're grabbing. I just think um, with the with the three um, leading as they are, they just made a... The goal scoring markets just become slightly skewed. I don't know if they're going to be able to continue that form throughout the season. Um, so I, I just want an excuse for some chunky goal scorers, basically. On Powell, goals per 90 is uh, averaging 0.88, and that's a total only bested by Mitrovic and Diaz. It's level uh, with Jokerez. Um So um, he's, he is, he is um, firing. Um, clinically at the minute averaging 102 minutes per goal um, in terms of running on hot uh, goals conversion and shot accuracy he's converting um, 38% of his shots uh, 62% shot accuracy so whether again whether he'll be able to continue that throughout the season remains untrue it uh, remains unsure but looking I watched him um, at the uh, on Friday night against West Brom and he was just unbelievable he, the goal he scored was that uh, was frightening. Um, in there, uh, it just it just seems to have sort of. I remember um, when he got transferred at a young age. Um, it just stuttered his career, but especially this season, he hit the ground running. And I'm just sort of uh, excited to see if he'll be able to maintain that form. So I thought sixty six to one was a, a a nice price. The only caveat. I have to this is Tyrese Campbell. If he comes back, will will it tweak the formation? Because Powell has been playing up front a bit. He's capable of dropping into the number ten. Will will he be moved around to suit Tyrese Campbell and Co? Remains to be seen. But um, he is, uh, <clears throat> yeah, as I say, sixty six to one. I think it's worth a, a small each way punt given the start he's made to the campaign. Yeah, that's a really interesting one as well. And I was going to point out the Tyrese Campbell factor in that, but I don't think it would change his situation much at all. Um, what I would say is that while Tyrese Campbell isn't in the lineup, Stoke are lacking, you know, regular goal scorers because mm. Sam Surridge has come in, but he's not starting every game. Jacob Brown isn't the most clinical striker. Uh, Stephen Fletcher is another one who is kind of used sparingly really um so they're looking to nick powell to be one of the you know other players who is regularly chipping in with goals and he's certainly doing that so far this season but when tyrese campbell comes back in it may have to be shared around a bit more but nick powell still score goals for the rest of the season he's shown that he can do that fairly regularly in a stoke shirt and is a, a class player in his own right my long shot is nowhere near as long as your last two bets, but it's still a beefy old price for what it is. And I've gone for Luton to finish in the top six. That's 10 to one. 
at bet365. Interesting to see that it's as short as six to one elsewhere. Just thought I'd point that out. But for mm. anyone who listens to the regular, po- uh, regular second tier podcast, they'll know that I am big fans of Luton, and I think they have done a, been done a massive disservice in recent times with some of the results they've been getting because they've been creating chances for fun and defending very well. It's just that they've been, you know, not putting away the chances that they should be, or they've faced an attack which has been extra clinical on the day against the Hatters. But as time goes on, I think that will change, and they are, according to Info Goal. Um, the third best team in the division for expected goals. Um, so I really fancy Luton to go up the table at the minute. It's the 13th. What is worth pointing out the five to four to finish in the top half, which is another price, which I think is a bit balmy, but nonetheless, I do think to myself, top six at 10 to one is a very, very juicy price. I will give it the caveat that when you think about who's going to finish in the top six come the end of the season, there aren't that many places going i think fulham and west brom and bournemouth will almost certainly be in the top six come the end of the season i think sheffield united will get back into the mix of things i think stoke have looked so good so far this season they're only going to get better so i think they'll be in there therefore you've got one place left and uh, that is admittedly going against my uh plan for this bet but i think you're looking at coventry qpr and then apart from that there aren't many other teams in there who I think will stick around for the top six battle as the season goes on. Luton are the team out of the rest of the teams in the division who I think can really break free from the rest of the pack and uh, really challenge for the top six places. So I think as the season goes on, Luton will um, become a team that is challenging for the top six. Whether they get in there or not, I'm not sure. But 10 to 1, it's such a big mm. price that it's hard to turn down. You're nodding in agreement, Jimmy, and that's always good. Yeah, I was gonna, uh, the only thing I was going to add to that is um, Jones, the manager, he's, he's improved them year upon year uh, in a literal sense. Is they've, they've never finished below when they did last season. They've always finished higher. And you just look at the team. The, the thing you might have said about them last season was, do they, do they score enough goals? Do they put enough daylight between them and their opponents? Are they... Are they offensive enough and this season they have been ridiculous uh, ridiculously offensive I just think yeah that's a quality bet quality price yeah and going back to what you were saying about Jones um, making him improve season upon season it's not even been gradual improvements he, he's improved them quite mm. dramatically each season and it wouldn't surprise me if he were to do that again I think Luton finished 12th last season so if he were to have another dramatic improvement, then top six is begging to be filled up with the Hatters. There we go. That's our best bets for the outright markets in the championship for the remainder of the season. Jimmy, can I just get you to go through your picks for this week, please? Yeah, uh, my nap is Sheffield United promotion at 13-2 to two with Bet Victor. And then my next best is Lewis Graben. Uh, to finish his top goal scorer at 50 to 1 with Betfred. And then my long shot is Nick Powell, top goal scorer at 66 to 1 with Bet Victor. Some chunky, chunky prices there, ladies and gentlemen. My nap is Fulham and West Brom, dual forecast, essentially meaning they'll both finish in the top two this season. That's two to one at Sky Bet. Ben Brereton Diaz, top goal scorer, is my next best bet. That's 11 to two at Bet365, although I would urge people to think about going each way on that particular pick. And then finally, my long shot is Luton to finish in the top six. That's 10 to one 
at Bet365. As always, please gamble responsibly. And when the fun stops, stop. We'll be back again next Thursday to give you our best bets for the next round of games in the Championship once this pesky international break gets <laughs> out of the way. Jimmy the Punt, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. This has been the Second Tier Betting. I've been Ryan Dilks. And to you, listener, thank you for listening.